Welcome to episode 24 of Mainly Games. This episode is going to be a bit shorter than most as Alex and I are both sick, but we still wanted to get this podcast out to you and at least give you guys a little bit of content. And we are reviewing several games on here, including Unmatched, Engine vs. Raptors, Wizard of Oz Adventure Book, Camp Grizzly, and Blood Rage. So, whoo, I'm already feeling hot, so let's get started. Welcome to Mainly Games, I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. When we are a podcast where two entertainers talk about, well, Mainly Games. That's it, that's uh, right. So, sorry we are recording so late. It is Thursday we're recording. Dope. And that big crackle is, we got one of, <laughs> we got one of those like... I don't know what it is. It's like a tennis racket. That Mesquite, like fly zapper thing. It's like a fly zapper. Mm-hmm. It's like a tennis racket. We can like swing and hit flies yeah. and things. Yeah. But we found out you can turn the UV light on on it yeah. and sit it up so it can just randomly catch flies. Yeah. Not that we have a lot of flies in our house. No. But we've had a couple and this thing is aggressive. Oh my goodness. It's super aggressive. Them. It's very effective. So yes. we actually stick it in different rooms of the house just every now and then just to kind of, you know, keep the house clean. It's yeah. insane. So, okay, anyway. What Side are, what, note. What saying? Oh, yeah. We're talking about how it's f- late on Thursday. It is late on Thursday. It's very as, late. Uh-huh. But we are getting this out on we Thursday. We are indeed. We woke up. Our whole plan was to record Wednesday. Yes. Didn't Alex didn't feel great Wednesday night, so we thought we'll do it Thursday morning. Uh-huh. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. She woke up with a 102 point something fever. Uh-huh. I did. That was fun. So, it was like, okay, you know yep. what? Did we'll, the COVID test? I'm negative. Negative on COVID. Yeah, so, it's so probably, we're all good. There's a lot of stuff going around. I think it's just a good old-fashioned cold. Yes. Yeah. So we thought, we'll just record later, skip it. But you know what? We wanted to stick to Thursday. We did, we did indeed. We, we want to be consistent. So. Consistency is key. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So we actually are recording tonight. We are. So if our voice goes in and out, we're both kind of feeling it today. Yeah. But it's we're going to muscle through this, and we're going to get it done. Yeah, and you and I and Sick and Julia, it's fine. Yeah, that's the thing. So yeah. we're just we're determined to get this out. <laughs> and it's funny, I got a I got a text um, from Jose. He listens to the podcast, and yeah. he sent the meme, and it said this morning. It said uh, this morning, like eight thirty a.m. And it's just that meme of the guy sitting outside, yeah, waiting. It's like me waiting on the Mainly Games podcast. I'm like, ah, okay. And then I said Alex was sick. He felt totally bad. He's like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> but then he didn't he didn't progress to say three or four times throughout the day, so you recording yet? So yes, we are recording right we now. We are when he's asleep. When he's asleep, he'll have a little surprise in the morning. Yes, surprise. So speaking of surprises, yeah. We said we were gonna go see Top Gun this week on Tuesday. We did. And that was a lie. That was a lie. Because Thursday night. We were going to play Wonderland's War. We were. I think we even mentioned it on the podcast last even time. Even the deluxe edition too, right? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We were going to, but one of the guys, Ryan, that always comes over, he couldn't stay late. He had a test the next morning. Yeah. So it's like, well, he could leave halfway through Wonderland's War, or we could just go ahead and not do Wonderland's War and just go see Top Gun. So uh, we get, went to go yeah, see Top like, Gun. I was like, guess which option we took. Yes. So yeah. Ryan came over earlier. We played some Unmatched. And then we just met Jacob and went out to Top Gun. We did. Opening day. No spoilers in this, but I will say Top Gun. First off, let's see what you thought. Someone that is not like like boosted up on this 
male loving of these fast planes and all that. You, I what did thought you it was a great movie. Great. And I have seen it twice now. Yes. And I would see it a third time. It is really, really good. It is that good. It is so good yeah. that we went again Tuesday mm-hmm. like planned. With about, I almost think it's better the second time. Yeah, because I think the first time when you watch a movie that you're waiting yeah. for that long, you just want it to be good so much that you just... Yeah. You're, it's almost stressful. You're waiting for the, the, oh no, I can't believe this happened moment. Right. You know? Right. But when you've seen it this the second time, you know everything that's happening, so you can really enjoy it. And it was just a great enjoyable fun movie you know there was nothing it was um it was was, a perfect movie it really was yeah it's like after we we were getting up the guy next to me kyle goes i think that was the best movie i've ever seen yeah and it just it really is it's not just and the more you hear about making it and why they wanted to wait for it it makes sense you know i get that now but then how like tom cruise didn't want to originally originally do a sequel he's like nope i'm not doing it no and then, yeah that it's i am yeah it's great movie and he wanted he wanted to be done in the theater and i heard the yeah. story of the guy who pitched it to him like yeah. bruckheimer and whatever they wanted Which, to you do know one. he's the same guy who does prize of the Car- caribbean i did know that oh, I but now the whole that. thing yeah. is i guess bruckheimer and the writer i can't remember his name yeah. they wanted to do top gun and of course yeah. tom cruise said no no more top guns he's focusing on mission impossible other things like that so anyway they found this gap in his day, in his uh, pre- filming of Mission Impossible, that they would be able to talk to him and pitch him on doing and convince him pretty much on Top Gun. First of all, they, they didn't know it was in Paris at the time. So they had to fly to Paris. Then they only had 30 minutes in between scenes to talk to Tom Cruise and try to convince him to do this movie. So they gave him the whole script and they kind of the lay down, the layout of what's going to happen yeah, and all that. Yeah. And he just sat there listening, listening, listening. And then he just sat there quietly, picked up his phone, called Paramount, and said, we're doing another Top Gun. Anyway, the, the writer's telling the story, and he said he'd never seen, he'd been with actors forever, he'd never seen that star power yeah. that he just calls, and he spoke, and it's happening. Yeah. And, of course, you know, if you're Paramount, you're, I mean, you're just hoping that someone like Tom Cruise wants to do a sequel. But, anyway, so... It is it is incredible, and it's one of those yeah. you need to see in the theater. Oh, absolutely. We're very lucky that our home theater is the same sound quality as a movie theater, so I cannot wait to watch it at our house when it comes out Yeah, it's, on Blu-ray or something like that. It's going to be really good. It's more like Dolby Atmos, something yeah, like that. It's really, but definitely, it's it definitely has to be seen in a theater. It's at least the first time. Yeah. You're going to enjoy this movie. Yep, and yeah. we can't, I mean, I'd love to say more, but we can't. Because we don't want to spoil anything no spoilers. at all. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, when the ghost of Goose comes back, it's incredible. Yeah, I, know. I mean, and then he knocks on Tom Cruise's door, and, and he's, he's like, like a zombie, and he's yeah. like, Maverick. See, you were going, you were going Doctor Strange. I was going more like <laughs> Christmas Carol. I was going to say like you'll be visited by three more ghosts. Oh, yeah, no, I was going Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah you were. Well, spoiler alert on yeah, that one. Yeah, sorry. But, um, all right. Hey, so, talking about surprises, we have a yes. surprise tropical storm coming in this weekend. We do have a tropical fun, storm. Fun, fun, fun for Florida. Yes, on Saturday. And we have um, all of our events were canceled on Saturday, of course. It's a tropical storm coming. Yep. Except for one. Yes, we just got a text message just before we recorded from this lovely, lovely lady. It's like, well, we're still going to have it. Can you make it? And it's like literally when the tropical storm is hitting. Yep. And we're like. We're like, there's a tropical storm. She, yeah, it's like, they're no. like, well, we can play it by year. Like, There's a um, tropical storm coming. It does it, yeah. So, yes. 
Here we are. So we're planning on getting some games played during yes, the tropical storm. Yes, we'll be locked inside. And if the power goes out, we're playing Night Cage. Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are getting some candles and playing Night Cage. Oh, yes, that's going to be awesome. So, okay. So also, this is interesting. Uh-huh. We, last episode, we reviewed Parks. We did. And you gave it a less than stellar review. Yeah, it's not my favorite game. Yes, but we got an email in from Sean. Yeah, we did. And Sean, um, he loves the podcast, which is great. He says, you know, he loves the lists. He yeah. likes the mix of new and old games, which I'm glad people like that. We do, yeah. we've mentioned before how we want to keep that going. Yeah. Not It's not always cult of the new. It's no. playing all the games that are available out there. Yeah. No matter if you've missed them before or if you want to reacquaint yourself. But the main reason he wrote in, he likes Parks and... He explained that we had a bit of a rules goof. Yeah, you know, when I think I was trying to explain to you too, I'm sure we did something wrong. Yes. He says like when the hikers get to the end, it is only when there is one hiker total between everyone left on the trail, not one hiker per player, that you're forced to end. Yeah. And and him saying that, I haven't played the game, but it sounds like that would allow you to prolong the game and be able to get more resources and not make it quite as tight. Correct. So even if you want to get to the end of the trail to get that end of round bonus, your other hiker could still get resources. See, and that makes yep. sense. So, okay. So I'm going to play it. Then I'm mm-hmm. going to, I want to play it as well. But and you will replay it. I will replay it, yes. Because that right there. And Sean, thanks for emailing in and telling us that because that is a big part. And I think the tight resources were one of the ones that that's one of the things that bothered you in it. Yeah, we just felt like we could never get the parks. Okay, so that right there. All yeah. right, so we are going to revisit parks and with that bit of a rule update. Yeah, that's a big one right yes. there. So we are going to definitely do that. <laughs> and but like people say, the rule book isn't quite as clear as it could be. No. So no. it is a bit across the board on that. Yeah. So we're going to read, but thanks again, Sean, for messaging in for that. Yep. Um, also, we're going to start to do people messaging if we're going to keep doing more board game reviews on YouTube, and yep. we are, but we're just trying to figure out the format we want to do. We don't want to get buried into all those reviews on YouTube. So what we're pretty much trying to do is try to do shorter reviews yep. under 10 minutes. Yep. And the gameplay overview, we want to keep that around 60 seconds. Yeah. Give so, you the basics. How yeah. do you win? How do you lose? When does the game end? Exactly. Because we don't want to do a whole playthrough every single time yep. because that's honestly, people have told us that's kind of where they, where they kind of get bored with these... 30-minute reviews. They just want to know what do you think of the game, what are the high points, what are the yeah. low points. Yeah. And if they want to find out how to play... Then they're going to watch how to play. They'll watch a watch a play type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will be doing more of those. Um, all right, so now we're going to go into... I'm sorry, if my voice is going, it is literally going, so I'm just chugging water. Um, yeah. But we are going to... Our first Chunking review, water? Chugging. Okay, chugging, that makes more sense. Chunking water. Yeah, chugging that's why I water. thought you said chunking water. I am not... I'm trying not to laugh this podcast because laughing will send me into a coughing spit too. Like, coughing fit. So this is a very, like, serious Alex. Yeah, this is... This is like the most depressing room you could ever come into right now. It is. It, yes, it is. But and I was about to giggle, but I could feel the cough it's, coming. It's really, it's, we're in pain. And yes. it's just like, and I hurt my back today moving stuff in. Then it's like, if I sneeze, my back just hurts. So yeah. we're dying here. Yeah. Getting old is fun. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're so old. Yes. Okay. But anyway, unmatched. <laughs> we got to play several unmatched. And the first unmatched that we're going to review now is Engine versus Raptors. Yeah. For you that don't know Unmatched, Unmatched is one of those systems that you can really do 1v1 and or 2v2. You can do 
anything that you could possibly imagine. I mean, you can do from Deadpool versus the Raptors. You can do Bruce Lee versus Bloody Mary. You can do Daredevil versus King Arthur. So anything you can do out there. And Unmatched is a very simple game to play. You have a deck of cards. You've got the minis that are on the map. And you can maneuver, you draw a card, and then you can play a card. Pretty much what it is. Your cards are your lifelines. You run out of cards, you die. So it's just you play a card and do what it says, and you can battle, things like that. So we're going to talk about engine versus raptors. Because there's a new T-Rex out that we don't have in yet. It hasn't hit the table. But engine versus raptors. This you didn't is, have the new T-Rex? I don't. I thought that's what you were playing. I thought you were playing a dinosaur. I am. I was playing the Raptors, but not the T-Rex. Oh. And it's my fault because I pre-ordered and it was waiting for another pre-order to come in. So it should be here in the next day or two. Woohoo! But Engine versus Raptors. This, for you that love the Unmatched system, this is a great one to pick up if you don't have it. It's interesting the fact that the Engine is, those are the guys that kind of control the, I guess they're the, I don't know what they're called. They're, they're the ones... That shoot the raptors pretty much, the hunters. Okay. But their traps are very essential yeah. in this game because literally I died quick. Really? I, I made a mistake, which it was very thematic. The raptors are three raptors and they're more powerful in attacking if they are adjacent to other raptors. Yeah, I guess that. Because they're pack animals. Yeah. And the engine, the same way, you can keep recruiting more kind of sidekicks and you just keep laying traps. And traps are the ways that you slowly start to wear down the raptors. And I didn't do that enough. I got caught in the pit, and I died, and I got surrounded. But um, this is, out of all of them, I don't. I would like to rank my unmatched because I yeah. have so many that I love. I have not opened Deadpool. I haven't heard great things about it. I heard it's just fun to have. But I'm not excited about having that hit the table. This is probably one of my favorite Right below the Invisible Man and really? all of those. Yeah. It's really good. So um, Unmatched Engine versus Raptors. Check that out. If you like the Unmatched system, I, I really recommend trying it out. Yeah. Because for 1v1, for a quick 20 to 30 minute game, you can't beat this. I didn't realize this game was so quick. It's very quick. It's very quick. Wow, that's awesome. So Engine versus Raptors, we did play that. Highly recommended. Yeah. And I'm excited to have the T-Rex hit the table next week when it comes out. I hope so. And it is, honestly, it's Maybe the, it will come in before, before Saturday so we can play it while we watch a tropical storm. That will be fun. Yeah, that would be super fun. It is actually big. This is the only big mini. They've said in the instructions for a while, they say, like, the movement is like this unless you're a big mini, and they always say there's no big minis in this set. So this is the first large really? miniature. So the way it maneuvers and moves is a bit different. Oh, that's going to be fun. So I'm excited to see it. They say it is very difficult to beat, which it should be, to beat the T-Rex. Well, yeah, it's a T-Rex. So anyway, so that's mm -hmm. um, that's Engine versus Raptors. Uh, another one, great one to have. It's a great one. But now we're going to look at Wizard of Oz Adventure Book. Yes, this one is by Ravensburger. And we started playing this with your parents the other day, actually. We're halfway through the book, so this is a... Um, in progress game review, I guess. Yep. I don't know if people who are not familiar with these, um, what it is, is that there is a book that is a series of game mats 
and you play through each different scenario. I think there are six scenarios. Yeah, and you actually play through the movie. Maybe eight scenarios, yes. And each scenario is a part of the movie. So the first one, Dorothy is leaving Kansas with a tornado. Then you get to Oz. Then she finds the scarecrow and the tin man and the cowardly lion. And then... The second one, I think she's finding the munchkins, or you have to help her with the munchkin. Oh, the th- fourth one, I think I'm up to now. Um, and that was the last one we played. But these are really good. If you're a fan of the movies, I like the little quotes that they have that connect the movie to the game. But these are just fun. They are very, very easy to play. I think when we first started playing this, you and I were trying to overcomplicate it because we're right. used to that stuff. But then if we just read what is written, they're very simple, very easy. It is a very, yeah. very simple It's game. a very straightforward game. Very easy, but it's so fun to play with your parents. We, we are all big Wizard of Oz fans. We're actually going to go see the live musical here in a couple of weeks. Um, but this is just a great game. We played it with our daughter, Juliet, too. We helped her along. Great. This is just a great, fun board game. It's a fully yeah. co- it's a fully cooperative, too. Yes, I should have added I mean, that, and too. And so much yes. to where you pretty much all are moving Dorothy. You, Essentially, you're yes. You're doing the same yes. thing. And it's fully cooperative. And, I mean, there's several Oz games out there. I think there's Oz Flux and Munchkin Oz and things like that. I believe so. But, um... There's all, also in this adventure book series, it's a Princess Bride. Yes, which we started playing that one. Yes, we haven't finished that one yet. Mm-mm. We haven't really went through that. But this, it's very simple and layout. It's easy. It all plays from the book. You yeah, open which the book, I like that. You turn the page. You go to the next one. The first one starts off on the farm. The next one, you actually land. And it's really, it really is you just get to experience the movie. In a board game. In a board it's, game. It's perfect. And people probably wonder about replayability on this. It's probably, there's probably no replay. No, I wouldn't, I don't think so, unless you're going to just kind of stick it in a closet for a couple of years and pull it out when you've forgotten how to play it. Yes. I don't think there's much replayability, but it's a good kind of family game that just keeps you going for a couple of nights. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, we'll probably end up a couple more nights, we'll have it finished, yeah. and that would be whatever it is, $20, well spent. Yeah, ab- Absolutely. Nights. Of playing a good game yep. and just having fun. Yeah. And we did lose, we lost one scenario with the fireballs and it's 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 challenging at times too. You've got to yes. make the right decisions. And you I was going to say, we did win lucky. most scenarios. There was we one did. scenario where we did lose, and but it was like 50-50 right at the end. So yes. we replayed it and just played it differently. So the second time we did win. And it's, it's short enough you can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It didn't feel like it ruined our night. And you can end it. It you can play it, play each chapter, and then just stop. Yeah. Because there's not there's very very little setup. Yes. And it's I mean it's definitely one that you do. It's need It's very to check easy out. setup. And each um, board game will tell you. Each map will tell you what you need for that particular scenario. Right. Very easy setup. Yeah. Yep. And that's anyway. That's that's highly recommended. Yeah. That's a Wizard. It's a really good game. Adventure book game. Yep. So highly recommended on that one. All right, so next we're going to talk about, this has been on my, it's been my grail game. I actually yes. did, um, for Dice Tower, I did one of their favorite game Fridays, and you talked about a grail game, and this was my grail game on that, and it is Camp Grizzly, and Camp Grizzly is one of those, it's almost impossible to find now, it's a 70s slasher style movie in a board game. Yes. One to six players. It's about 60 minutes. 
And it says made, it was made in 2013. Really? And it was on Kickstarter, but you can't find it anywhere. It didn't ever retail? It did not ever retail. Really? I did not so know So you that. practically can't get it anywhere. Yeah. But this is the one that I bought, and I finally got to the table. And I feel bad reviewing this because it's so hard to find. I am hoping they're going to kind of... Do well, a reprint. Do a reprint yeah. of it. But anyway, this game, let me go ahead, go ahead and review what you're going to do with it. Pretty much what you need to do is you all take the place, you take the roles of camp counselors, and you're being stalked through a maze of like cabins and camp trails by the killer, and his name is Otis in this, right? And he's a homicidal killer. So you're working together, and you have to find different objectives, and you move through like different campsites and cabins, and you can easily move, I think, three times, different movement for different player, different characters. But then also there are trails that go through the woods, so they're kind of shortcuts. If you choose to take these, you have to roll a die to see if you make it. And if not, you get stuck in the woods. And it is, and you can also, at first you cannot defend yourself. Then you can find a knife, you can find a gun, you can also pick up campers. And once you find these little kid campers, you can get rid of them. They're, they're there with you and you have to protect them. But as the body count goes up for Otis, he gets more and more powerful. And you want to get it before his body count where he kills everyone. So you kind of want to finish the game. And there's also a panic mechanism where if the unarmed players panic and they're injured and they're forced to run away. So all of this is happening and Otis can just appear out of anywhere. It's, it's very tongue-in-cheek. I can see how this would not land for certain groups. It landed really great for the group that we were at. Yeah. Because the people loved it. Like, for instance, Jacob, the guy we're playing with, his weapon was a shard of glass. So instead of a knife, every time he would stab someone, he would also take injury because he's <laughs> actually holding a I, shard I, of you, glass. I remember you telling me this, and I thought, that's genius. Which it is, it's brilliant. So there's little things, little tropes like that that are in there that you see and you kind of chuckle at. You, you, you don't take it seriously. We had the Friday the 13th music on in the background, and it is, it's as close to a roll of move as you want to get. But it's got a lot of really fun stuff when you find stuff. I think I found one little camper, and this camper was a little girl that happened to have a little knife that she loves to carry called Mr. Slicey. And I had no weapons, so I just depended on this little this little girl to have her little Mr. Slicey to protect myself from Otis. And it's very interesting that at the end, then you read the back, and like if you decide to do the boat, on the back of the boat is going to tell you how you get away and what you have to roll now, all of that being said, that's how much I like it. You can tell this was a passion project because the rules have a lot of gaps in it. And Gil, the guy really? that was teaching me, he kind of told me how a lot of it has been kind of decided on the forum and they've kind of helped streamline things. But there are some gaps in things. There are certain things that happen. You're like, well, I don't really know what yeah. happens there. And you have to, have to kind of fill in the gaps. But... um but that, that's I fine. didn't realize that, but that, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so that and that's a that's a big thing. It's one to six players. We played with three. I think it would be better with four or five or six. This is one I definitely want to play again. Yeah, I didn't realize when you were playing it 
that this was like a horror, 1970s horror kind of thing. And I was like, if I had known, I would have been all for this game. Yeah, and it's... it's Yeah, I would have told you to wait for me. It's 60 minutes, so it yeah. does not overstay its welcome. That's good. That's so, awesome. So um, anyway, that's Camp yeah. Grizzly. And if you guys are ever coming to a convention that I'm going to be at, which is like Dice Tower East, Dice Tower Con, Gamers of the Gulf Coast, Gen Con, whatever, let me know and I will definitely pack some Camp Grizzly nice. to bring it because this is a great... It's a great game. It's a great experience if you like that slasher style yeah. feel. This is definitely one to do. Okay, so then we also, after Camp Grizzly, and this one you played with us. I did indeed. We, which I'm so excited. To, I finally got to play this game. We rolled into an Eric Lang game. You have yep. played Ankh. I have. You have not played Rising Sun. I have not, but I, this game is Blood Rage, and I finally have played Blood, Blood Rage. Finally played Finally, Blood finally. Rage. Yes. So Blood Rage, most people out there have played it or heard about Blood Rage. Yes. Blood Rage is pretty much everyone, each player controls your own Viking clan. Yep. And you're just going for the most victory points. Yep. You win by having the most glory. Yeah. It says Ragnarok has come and it's the end of the world. It's a Viking's last chance to go out in a blaze of glory. That's it. So it's, it's great. It's, I mean, it's really, fighting is the big thing you look forward to in this. Yeah. But it's not that necessary. No. Do you know what this game reminded me of? What? Heroes of Airland and Sea. I can see that. Yeah. It had a similar feel to Heroes of Airland and Sea in terms of, because you had your little um, people. Yep. What are they called? Warriors, yep. right? And then you would pay Rage to put them um, on the board. And then you could move them and stuff like that. And then if you fought, that it was a very similar vibe to Heroes of Airland and Z in terms of that. I can see that too. And yeah. like, it's got um, a lot of the action points and the rage is how you can move your people. Yes. You can bring people back on the deck, uh, back on mm-hmm. on different areas. There's also a lot of drafting at the beginning of each yep, round. Yep, I liked that. I liked the card drafting. The first round we played it because we didn't know the cards. Right. We just dealt eight cards and they were the cards we had. The second time we did the card drafting, I liked that. And then there's a bit of map reduction too. Yep. As after Ragnarok happens, one of the provinces or territories after each round, yes. is taken away. Which I like that. Kind of pushes you together a little bit more. Yeah, and I remember the first time, because I'd played this before, the first time it kind of got through to me, I was. It, it's weird knowing that... Your players are dying, your characters are dying, but it's totally okay. Yeah. They're going to Ragnarok and they're coming back to you the next time. Yeah. So that right there was a bit yeah. hard to get get through. So yeah. so anyway, so that right there. Now what did you what did you think about Blood Rage? I really like this game. My favorite so far out of well, I know it's a trilogy, but I've only played two, is yep. still Unk. Still- I really liked Unk. I think my the thing going for me in the favor of Unk is one, I love the theme. Right. right. You love Egypt. Right. So that is always going to be a winner for me. But second of all, I liked I liked the game better of Unk. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. yeah. I and also I think because this Reminded me Heroes of Airland and Sea. I'd probably, if I was going to play a game like this, I'd play Heroes of Airland and Sea over Blood Rage because I like Ankh better. Really? Does that make sense? So you would rather play Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea over Blood Rage? Correct. Just because it has a similar... I know they're not completely the same thing. I understand this. But I still would play Heroes over this. See, I find this totally different than Heroes. Really? 
mean, Heroes like a 4X game. Yeah. But this one, I mean, I can see the similarities of fighting yeah. and all that. But um, And then moving the people on the board and stuff like that, too. Yeah. This, yeah. One, this one's a bit shorter for me. It is a shorter version. True. Now, I will tell you, I the way I won the last game of Blood Rage was The so, game we played most recently. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was so odd in the fact that... Yeah, he that cheated. I didn't cheat. I do feel like I didn't... He broke the game. It's... So pretty much I got to where you can get points for every time one of your warriors goes to Valhalla. Pretty much dies, right? So I would just start fights with everybody knowing I would die. Everyone else was really upgrading he their would, armies. True. They would be mm-hmm. getting monsters. They'd be getting mystics and different things. And my whole goal was to kill everyone I could. Because he got three victory points for every person he bought into Valhalla, brought out of Valhalla. I can't remember right, yeah, whatever it was. But he had a little car that let him do this. Yeah, and it was and and people eventually knew what I was doing because yeah. after each round I would score just a truckload of points for those people being in there. It got to the point where we eventually had to make him win battles. So yeah. these people would not go to Valhalla. But then they couldn't let me win battles because they wanted they didn't want me to pillage stuff. I'd go and say, Well I guess I'm taking this and then one guy would say, Well you can't take that and somebody else would say, Well I can't let you have it and then a battle would happen. Yep. And then at the end, this is weird. It's like one of those, every territory has like four or five spots yep. where you can put your miniatures. Yep. Uh-huh. So in, in a battle, there will be at most four or five people in that battle. Except for the middle, which is I um, Igrisadil or whatever. I don't yeah, know what yeah, it is. yeah. I don't but remember what it's But the middle called. one, that is just a, uh, you know, no holds barred. Yep. Anybody can come into that. So what I would have li- I like to do is go out there in the middle and start and just bring everybody in. Ended up playing a card that I set down when everyone's playing a card. For the battle card, you get to play a card. You take the strength of your army, and then you can play a card face down. You turn it over, and it could be a plus five, plus two, plus eight, plus zero, whatever. But mine happened to say I get two victory points for every single character that died in that battle, including my own. So right there, if you have 20, 20 of the people die, you just got 40 victory points. So I pretty much didn't win any battles in the game, but I won the game by yeah, a yeah. good amount. Oh, by by about, a lot. By about 40 or 50 points. Yeah. And it's very interesting. But I think it's one of those <coughs> that the card just kind of worked out. I just I think I think you just got the right combination of yes, cards. Yeah. Which I don't think will happen again. No. But I'm anxious to play this again and I will say it's not the most exciting way to win because everyone else had these really cool monsters and these things were painted so well. And it's just it's it's not the most exciting way to win a nice. It was Viking nice. We borrowed game. someone's copy, and they had done a really great job painting them. And they yeah. even had been, like based the models and like the minis. Amazing, amazing. Just makes us not want to go back to our our a old boring, gray. Yeah, models. our old boring copy. Yeah. Oh, so it was. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Which one do you prefer, Uncle Di- Blood Rage or Rising Sun? You've played Rising Sun. Rising Sun, I just did briefly. I think. Okay. Um, I think I think Jacob just topped that to us briefly. I don't think I ever played a whole thing of. Maybe Rising we should Sun. we should add that to our yeah, list. Yeah, I don't know. I need to play Ankh again. Um, you didn't like Ankh? I did like Ankh. I know the merge thing. People did not like the merge at the end. I would almost... I feel like Blood Rage is going to hit the table more, but I feel like I like Ankh more because I like the theme of Ankh. But I also think that Blood Rage is a bit simpler. 
Yeah. Then One I'll... thing I did notice last night, and Gil made several points about this, is that the problem with blood rage is once you're out of rage, if there are other people who still have more rage, you are just sitting there literally doing nothing for however long it takes for that round to end. And that can be a little frustrating. I did notice that. There were a couple yeah. times where you guys would get out of rage fairly quickly. Yeah. And... Yeah, and that's that is a good point. There is yeah. some downtime on that, and you just have yeah. to sit and watch. Sit and watch. So yeah, yeah I can see that, and that's that was can, kind of frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and you can tell that's his first game in the trilogy because you would think with anything they would get better as they go on. Yeah, you know, like certain things being fixed. Yeah, I was looking at um, BGG and Blood Rage is is um, ranked eight point yeah. and Ankh is seven point nine, so they're close, but right, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know which one. I want to play Ankh again to see which one I like. What does it say the length of Ankh is on there? Um, let me go back. This says um, Blood Rage, it's got 60 to 90 minutes, which is honestly true. Blood Rage, once you start moving, it's it's a fairly quick game, and that's what I kind of like about that. This is Ankh is 90 minutes. Yeah, I can say 90. I'd say 90 to 120 for Ankh. Yeah. Because it does seem to be a bit longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Between the two, I think I, I like them both. Yeah. But I, I do think I probably like Ankh more. Yeah. Probably will play Ankh also has the monuments, too. Look, I pulled up some pictures just to refresh my memory about Ankh. And it has those monuments to you placing. Yeah. <laughs> and it is seven years newer. So that hey, could be what it is. That's it. That's it. Uh, so anyway, all right. So we are doing a shorter podcast. We are. This and we week. apologize. Sorry. We're yes, trying we're to not sure die, to but we're slowly. Get something out. So hopefully yes. we will not be under the weather. Next no. week, because we even had a top list. We here. did. We had a list ready to go. We had a, had a top fifteen list. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good list, huh? And it's going to be good, but we're going to hold it off till next time yeah. when we can actually speak. And I don't and, feel so congested. And I can and laugh dying. and not cough. But we would love to hear <laughs> hear from you guys about any of these games. Yeah, let or, us know what's your favorite in the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. any other feedback you have for anything we said today, because honestly, getting your emails, we just love it. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Especially now that we're sick. We're going to be sitting here in a tropical storm and a cold and yeah, sitting, fevers. Sitting sick in a tropical storm. This doesn't yes. this sound like a fun so weekend for us. Definitely. We'll read some emails. <laughs> but again, you can email us at show at mainlygames.com. And mainlygames.com, the website, has all of our links for all the podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Yep. So again, hey, thank you guys for listening and see you next week. We will be back next we week. We will be back. And we will be better. We will be healed. We will be we cured. Will. We'll have lots of vitamin C. Woo! All right. That's excitement. Bring the <laughs> excitement. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.